0: Systems
1: are hey man, I caught your show last week, man. You was dope, dog. Let me drop some knowledge on you, partner. No. No. Because I don't trust that you study. I, I like, I like some, some of you
0: with Brett Riley.
1: We're, we're, we're honesty, facts, policy. On best topic. Welcome to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley, uh, the show where, well, it is what it is, the name. I like some of you, with Brett Riley. This show is not mean spirited, nor is it super informative. It's just something to take your, take that weight off your shoulders. This shows to remind you you don't have to like everything. You can't possibly like everyone. This show is I like some of you where honesty is the best policy. So let's honestly talk about it. Let's jump into it. I was just telling Q. Before we got on air and he was like, let's hit record because I think this is uh, some realistic stuff. The COVID-19, the COVID-19, COVID-15. How many it's, of you have gained the 15? It,
0: you got to explain what the 15 is, bro, right?
1: Well, Everybody says when you go to college, you gain the freshman 15, you know, girls gain the the fall 15, <laughs> whatever, you know. I, you know, stocking up for winter, whatever it is I've been doing. But I, (laughs) I would definitely, my wife kind of threw me off the other night because we had a couple of glasses of wine here at the house and she started telling our friend the story. She was like, I get Wendy's for this Muppet. And he goes and grabs the scale after he's done eating, like tiptoes out, comes out like victorious like yo dude, what do you get the scale for eight o'clock at night after we had wendy's and then she saw my eyes when on when the number popped up on the scale and that was like when she reacted she was like whoa whoa what number did you think you were gonna see
0: so I told so her, i was like so, so what, i told her what was the outcome like you look down at the scale what Dude, was I was it, was it the COVID fifteen?
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was fifteen off, dude. I was fifth, at least fifteen off. I thought it was going to say like one eighty six, which is and it said two oh two. I've only been over two hundred pounds one time in the fifteen years my wife and I have been together, and that was. The last time I weighed this much <laughs> I worked at a tasting room at a winery. So like I was drinking nothing but sugar bombs, you know, most nights and having cigars with the owners of the winery and da, 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 and going to the special winemakers dinners and stuff and that's that's the last time I was a little little chunky like this, but uh, you
0: were you're living the good life.
1: Yeah, but right now is not I mean, I definitely <laughs> it's 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 real this 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 uh weight gain is real but also that's what i the show is called i like some of you i like some of you some of you realize that we're in the middle of a pandemic and then some of you uh think we're on some kind of special like psychological mental
2: emotional retreat
1: or something like everybody acting like we need to be vegan crossfitters while we're in the middle of a pandemic, like, just get, <laughs> let's get real. Have the pizza. Have that bowl of ice cream at 2.30 in the morning. What do you got to do? Nothing. Hmm. And I say, it's just like, okay, just like, okay, it tripped me out when I first moved here from the Midwest, like, being a small town Kansas dude, moving here and seeing, like, thick smog and, like, uh, clean air, like, bad air quality like signs on the news and stuff. You know what I mean? And 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 they tell you on the radio, like it used to be air quality, not good. If you're a person right. with asthma or if you're a person with uh health issues, today is definitely not a good day to be outside. And I'd go outside and I'd see people like jogging, you know, with their shirts off and stuff. And like people it always made me laugh. I'm like, you're like running in the pollution. Like you're believing that you're like super healthy. I was that always used to make me laugh, but now, same type of thing. Now I'm laughing because all these people are trying to like get their quarantine bodies. And I'm. I'm <laughs> I like, think go
0: ahead. I de- definitely my quarantine body looks a lot different than than those who are uh, who are doing yoga than those who are doing the uh, you know the fitness stuff. Oh, dude, course. All I can
1: do is stretch. That's it. All I'll do is uh, that's, that's my workout at night. I'll get nice and I get nice and relaxed off of some wine. And then I'll, uh and then I'll like literally do every stretch I can think of. And that usually ends up with me laying in the middle of the living room, not really wanting to get back up. Cause I get like super relaxed, but that, uh, don't ever do that, by the way. If you have hardwood floors and you put like uh with just like rugs, which is what we have, don't 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 ever do that. Don't don't ever like really get lazy during this quarantine and sleep on the hardwood floor. Just because is that, that's is that a bad thing? I was I'll just tell you, I felt like I was in a street fight when I woke up.
0: <laughs>
1: I did. I felt like somebody had punched me in my kidneys and like I don't know. I didn't feel good. I just, you know, life's different when you, you know, two kids, same woman in 15 years and stuff, you know, oh, by the way, update. My wife is doing very well, maintaining healthy, uh, being a nurse. Uh, I'm very proud of her hospital. They've been releasing COVID patients, um, which is, which is great. And the numbers, it looks like California, we're doing a good job, but we need to stick to it. Um, If you're a Cali resident, you know, realize that we're doing a pretty great job in a horrible situation. Um, I I will admit I'm the rest of the country right now. um, I don't envy. I really don't. I don't. I I feel like if you're going to be riding out a pandemic right now, I feel like our leadership out here on the West Coast has actually done a pretty decent job of maintaining – stuff but the the propaganda is getting real real scary i'll just go right to it did you see the thing about uh is this gonna mess up your current events when we get to it no no, no no, no.
0: Let, let's, let's let's go for it bro
1: see, see the picture of pence <clears throat> at the at the Mayo at the Mayo Clinic, mayo clinic with uh, uh I, no I, mask on yeah it's like why when are when are people gonna wake up and realize every single thing that these shitbags bags touch turns to rot Like, for real, is the Mayo Clinic really going to risk getting sued by everybody that's in that hospital? Who gives a shit? He's the vice president. He's not. They aren't a part of the royal family. We don't have royal families in the United States. But it was the most egregious, brazen, just commitment to propaganda that I've ever seen like in my lifetime. Like, I mean, everybody, we look at those, we look at the stuff from the Holocaust Museum and stuff, and we look at all the old historical footage, like, that's just the most brazen propaganda photo op I've ever seen with him in a hospital refusing to wear a mask mask, during a pandemic. And he's in charge of the COVID-19 pandemic task force it is just like, I mean, this is supposed to be who's, who's head of the COVID-19 pandemic task force and they can't even get this Muppet to just do the basic, decent, the basic decent thing is you wear a mask for other people. You don't wear a mask for yourself. You, It's not, Wearing a mask is not a sign of weakness. Uh, you wear a mask out of decency for other people. But that's what's gone out the window. Is we've spent the last couple of years with this uh, back and forth about the divide and stuff. And people saying, I mean, dude, there's over 50,000 people dead. More going you know and every day it's getting closer to closer to 60 and all this stuff. And people dude we're, we live in such a silly time that people are still sitting there saying stuff like, uh, oh yeah, it's about the same as uh, the numbers are about the same as the flu numbers.
0: Yeah, thank God. thank God that governors and states are taking amongst themselves to kind of govern the safety and utilize data and statistics and science. Uh to protect yeah
1: if you're lucky enough your it just but that's the thing that's really killing me about this whole thing, and that's where the stress from this comes from. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate, I'm a lucky man. But it should give people perspective. Like, why like if you're lucky enough to be in a state that has a governor whose head's not completely up their ass, you know? Like, um, I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense they're going to lift all these restrictions and all the liberate the liberation movement people they don't they don't even know what they're doing they're just pawns for really bad people like they're not doing you a favor if you're in a state that it's opening up all that means is if they open up the state and you're on unemployment you're going to possibly lose your unemployment that means that you know renters can start Charging again if everything's opened up. It's just basically, it's another attack on people that lack already. You know, it's uh, it's the same as the banks charging overdraft fees. So they're taking, you know, millions and millions of dollars from people that don't have any money. It's just ridiculous. If they open your state up early, it's, it's making people forced to make decisions that they shouldn't have to make like weighing your health and well-being and the health of your community over a, a regular paycheck. And, um, I don't know. I, I hope we can face this. I hope, I hope that when we come out of this, we can actually have some semblance of, uh, touch get back in touch with humanity. Cause it should be humans over profits. So,
2: that's all. Um
1: I uh have been noticing yeah, the, the the Pence not wearing a mask thing absolutely drives me nuts. Uh the whole inject yourself with disinfectants and put a UV light in your butt is also a little bit of a it's a little bit of a weird thing. Um and everybody thinks it's funny and that's the I know that's 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 the American way for us to uh you know laugh off the bruises laugh off the pain but uh this is weird for us to have to deal with this level of like egregious arrogant stupidity like i mean dude the, the, the beaches are full down south like uh, orange county's been open right this whole week somebody yeah. said 90 somebody said 90,000 people were at the beaches this weekend wow I'm like I don't know. They just don't get it, I'm,
0: bro. They just don't get it.
1: Yeah, but I also hope I'm completely uh, You know what? My buddy had a really good point the other day. He said, "So, maybe these states open up and nothing happens. Maybe 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 these states maybe these states open up and nothing happens. How bad would that be?" And I go, "That wouldn't be bad." That's fine. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't really I don't really believe that's going to happen though because we've lost so many people and it's just I don't understand how it shifted that quickly. Like during this same presidency they attacked NFL players for taking a knee. People have lost their you know Colin Kaepernick athletes have lost their their well-being and their
2: right to work
1: and uh because they actually took a stand for something that was actually like a righteous thing to take a stand for is like police violence and police brutality and and now we got people that seriously think that their liberties are being tread upon because they can't get a haircut or I don't know, man. It's just really—it's been some really stark, awful realities of realizing that there's some people you just can't—you uh, can't do it. You can't smack the stupid out of them. Can't clean the stupid off of them. You know what I mean? You just got to be like, oh, well, if you could please
2: stay over there, please.
1: That's—I don't know. That's my thought. <laughs> like, it's just like. This shit with them reopening the country doesn't make any sense. Like with the plans, with the way they're going to do it, is because just like back in the day, when they had smoking sections in
2: restaurants,
1: like no, dude, that's 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 going to fill the whole restaurant off. It changes remember the when, whole environment of the restaurant. Airplanes
0: used to have ashtrays.
1: Ah, uh, that was right before my time. That was at the end. That was at the very end. <laughs> uh, of right before me was smoke. Like I remember my dad smelling like smoke um, getting when we picked him up from the airport one time when he went on a business trip when I was a kid. And I was like, why do you smell? And he goes, "Uh, people were smoking on the plane. I remember him telling my mom, I was like smoking on the plane. What? Yeah. I remember when I came out to California.
0: I I'm mean, sorry, not not to cut you off, but they had a smoking section in a plane as if the smoke would Ugh. stop right after yeah. uh the, the 12th row. Just I dude, I
1: also laugh at first class people because it costs so much more than regular flying. And it's just not I'm sorry, you're you're right there. I can see you. You're right there, bro. I can see you. Uh <laughs> yeah dude i just oh I, I wrote a country song yeah let's you, you do did. Throw that at. yeah i did it's it's all of my they're ditties i write ditties i'm not gonna disrespect it by saying it's a full song but it's a ditty it's an idea are, are, uh, you, giving,
0: are you giving us a little sample or what
1: oh yeah
2: yeah yeah <clears throat> I feel like an 18-wheeler with my tires deflated, and I don't need no huffin' puffin' from you, girl. I feel like an 18-wheeler with my tires deflated, and I don't need no huffin' puff from you. I take it out of park, it ain't go nowhere. I put that shit in drive, it won't go nowhere, <laughs> cause I'm an 18-wheeler. Well, my tire's deflated. I ain't going nowhere. Don't need no huff and puff from you. Anyway.
0: You do that in a a little uh, Southern Twain, too, bro.
2: Well, (laughs) what can I say? That's how I wanted to talk. If I could choose how I'd talk, I'd probably talk like like this. Like the Coors Light guy. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sam Elliott. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Anyway, I was just noticing... You look lonelier than no a black Angus on a moonless night.
0: No, never <laughs> mind.
2: That's <laughs> that's always scared me. That's one of my favorite jokes, is the flamboyant <laughs> the flamboyant country guy. Now, I was just noticing uh you look lonely over here, and I was just wondering how many drinks it's gonna take to get you come back to my place. Maybe take a ride on my mustache. Like, I don't know.
1: Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I've always thought that was funny. I don't know. I've always been able to get people to leave me alone. That's another thing.
0: <laughs> was that your I've goal? been alone. Was that your goal?
1: It was before quarantine. Now I'm thinking all those times I was really a jerk, you know? Because now I miss everybody. Like, dude, this is... I crave... In-depth conversations with people, and I, I've ex- I've exhausted everyone in my in my in my close proximity. My wife is like, "No, I don't want to have a deep conversation with you. Go away. <laughs> go away. Leave me alone." Don't you have what do, what are you what what are you on right now? Football, basketball? What are we playing? She was like, "Football, basketball. Go shoot people. Call of Duty. Whatever. Go.
0: Just like, go away. I don't want to talk yeah. to you.
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I'm just like, whoa. All right." By the way, any kind of interaction, I feel like a dog that got treats. That's so sad. That's Every so day's like climax with no money shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gonna throw your back out.
1: I know, dude. I don't even know what to I don't even know where to go with this anymore. It's the quarantine. Oh guys, follow me on Instagram. It's At Mr. Brett Riley, B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y, M-R, Mr. B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y, Mr. Brett Riley. Uh, Look me up. I'm down to talk with whatever. This show is not a talking head show, though, because I don't want arguing. There's enough of that. This isn't The View or Get Up or Stephen A. What's the talking head one? First take? First take, yeah. Stephen A. Smith. I owned you in a conversation. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's not something that happens. People aren't owning each other in any kind of debates. I do like The Last Dance. Have you been watching the, the Bulls documentary?
0: That's on ESPN, isn't it?
1: Yeah. it's uh, yeah. Last Sunday was the first two episodes. This Sunday was the third and fourth. It's a 10-part doc. It was supposed to drop mid-summer, but they broke it off for us early uh, because of the pandemic. Nice. The Bulls are everything again. They're the Beatles again. It's yeah. hilarious, though, watching Jordan talk. Because Neil, uh, Neil Brennan put it on his Twitter, it made me laugh really hard. He said, uh, Is this drunk history with Michael Jordan? Because he's like talking about those Bulls' days with a big old glass of cognac or Hennessy or whiskey and, and a big old cigar. And his eyes, woo, the whites of his eyes. My wife's like, he might be, he might be drinking a lot. And I was like, maybe.
0: Uh, the whites not know. so white.
1: Yeah, she says the eyes, what, the whites of his eyes. And I, yeah. And then a bunch of people have made cracks that the uh, whites of his eyes look like the Bulls away jersey.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, full transparency. I, I do. I do want to watch it. It's kind of sound. Sounds like something I could binge watch. Hopefully, it's on uh, on demand at some point. But oh, it is. I, it, yeah. It, it, is, is this is this documentary going to piss a whole bunch of people off? Is it going to like rehash some of the old feelings that? Because uh, I, I know him and uh, Isaiah Thomas, I believe.
1: Once. Oh yeah, so they've I, already. Yeah, they cover that. Uh, they cover that. Uh, yeah, and he doesn't. He and Scotty both still hate Isaiah. I mean...
0: Let it go, Mike.
1: N- n- I don't know, man. Isaiah was... Like Scotty and Mike have said, Isaiah was the one that was chirping all the time, and Isaiah was literally the one that was sicking those... Those boys were... Man, they showed that... that I mean, the footage is great from the documentary because it was a different game back then. Like, they... People were... I mean, you were... There were guys like Rodman... Rick Mahorn, Bill Ambeer, John Sally, they beat the hell out of people, man. They just showed this highlight of them just beating the hell out of Bird, Mikhail, Magic, Michael Jordan. Just like those bad boys were no joke. It was like it, hockey.
0: It was a different game back then. Like uh oh yeah, it, it wasn't a it's not a contact sport. Back then it was a collision sport.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, dude. I don't know how many people out there listening play basketball, but the one thing that is scary as hell is to get absolutely pushed or undercut or just wow, slammed when yep. you're in the air, dude. That's just watching it brought back all these memories of how many times I'd hit the deck playing growing right.
2: up, you know, playing mm-hmm. sports.
1: But um, yeah, the last dance I would tell anybody to watch it. It's definitely something that's great. The only thing that mm, Jordan's in complete control and you can tell that like he controls what what will be released, what is released, which I think it would be more of an interest. I mean, it's going to be interesting either way, but I feel like it would be way more interesting if you know, it was literally just a documentary where Jordan didn't have control. Nobody had control. You know what I mean? Cause the narrative has changed. Like they make the little, you know, they make Jerry Krause out to be like the worst guy in the world. Mm. You know, like he was the one that was breaking up the bulls and, He's just a business guy, but I mean, he also has, he, he's got the look too. He looks like the bad guy in space, jam, looks like a villain. you know, <laughs> he does. He looks, he looks like, looks like the little, he looks like the little fat alien, bad guy in space jam. Wow. I never, yeah. It's a, uh, it's just weird. And also like, I, I just always like any of those, dude, I will watch them endlessly. Those 30 for thirties, uh, these doc, yeah, you got you got me. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Nice. I mean, because it's just it's the best stuff right there. The thirty for thirties. The the behind what it's like to be like the celebrity stuff. Like, dude, that OJ OJ and a Made in America. Like, whoo that's that won an Oscar. Wow. I mean, that was. I mean that that showed race, wealth, socioeconomic and racial divide in the country and the different, you know like when, you know, I mean then how much money did Jay-Z make off of just that phrase I'm not black, I'm OJ <laughs> Damn. you know what I mean? yeah and crazy then you man. watch Michael Jordan, I mean that's just what's. that's the crazy thing is like Mike's definitely in charge of the narrative <laughs> I mean, dude, but he can't – he couldn't – he can't even – that's what's so interesting to me is even though he's in charge of everything they release, to tell the story with any kind of truth at all, little stuff's like slipped out. Like he's worried that that people will never look at him the same way, which is true. You know, but he also has had like rock star fame. You know what I mean? Like he got to that idol. He's an idol. He's like an American idol. He's like – so people – you know, you know, just like people don't 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 you talk bad about Michael Jackson, yeah, you know what I mean yeah don't you don't you talk bad, but I mean like Mike was Mike in the in the dock. Scotty Pippins hurt, and they knew that he like put off his surgery, but the rest of the team knew it. Phil understood the rest of the team understood. Mike flat out said that he thought Scotty was being selfish. Mike was making 34 million, 33, 34 million dollars a year.
0: Right. Scotty was making a couple. Two two or three. Right. Two. Yeah. He
1: was like the hundred and twenty second paid player in the NBA, and they'd won six and they'd won five championships. You know what I mean? They'd won five championships, and your definitive, like superhero sidekick Scotty Pippen is the 122nd pay it was his dude that was that's what's sad is like people try and rationalize it but it is true he was a small town he was an NAIA player he was a small town small college player was it Arkansas and he signed State? a bad deal yeah central arkansas
0: central arkansas thank you
1: and he's from like hamburg arkansas which is like a town of like three thousand people or something you know what i mean and he was in from a family of like 12 or something crazy you know what i mean like scotty came from hard working hard living folks and he signed a really dumb deal like dude yeah he signed like a seven-year contract or something man he got but he ended up The cool thing is, is a friend of mine is a stats nerd, and he looked it all up, and then he showed me over the duration of a career, Scotty made more basketball money directly from his basketball contract's money than Jordan did over the whole career. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, because he played longer. And he went to those other places, you know, like went to Portland, went to Houston, you know, yeah, and got his money. Everybody forgets that uh, Shaq and Penny's Orlando Magic won that series too. My buddy and I had to play that the other night on the two K on the basket, yeah, because my because after that after after watching the documentary, it reminded me that Shaq and Penny. And that Magic Orlando Magic team beat Jordan the season he came back. I think he came back with like 18 games left or something. You know what I mean? He came back like had the little run to get tuned up for the playoffs, and then wasn't quite all the way tuned up because the Magic, yeah, ended up. Yeah, yeah. Penny
0: was Penny was the Kobe before Kobe.
1: Oh yeah, they were so good. That's my favorite thing, dude. Best thing about quarantine is as a stand-up comedian that's been traveling on the road and I take my PlayStation with me for all these years. <laughs> Ooh, I dove into all my franchises. I'm like 4 years deep in a franchise with the Chiefs on Madden. I'm like 4 years deep in a 2K with a with a team. Dude, I made the I mean I like I did a fantasy draft for my NBA. My team is dope. I built my whole team around a young Carmelo Anthony and a young Joel Embiid. Ooh. Like I, I expanded the league. like On one of the teams, Kobe and Russell Westbrook are on the same team with Chris Webber. Oh. I got yeah. one team.
0: That's yeah, a dream team for sure.
1: Well, See, I expanded the league and left all of the greatest players in, and there's like little toggles you can put on it to where it's like whatever the best version is. You know what I mean? Because the great players will be on multiple rosters and stuff, so it just keeps the best version of them from the game. And so I got Jordan in the league, Birds in the league, Magic's in the league, like, and the whole league stacked. And I tried to build my team around, uh, anyway, Carmelo, young Carmelo Anthony, and young Joel Embiid. But anyway, I, it's so much fun. You forget about this stuff because the internet and everything. But when I travel on the road, that's all I do. I don't try and hook it up to the internet and stuff and go through all the trouble when I'm out on the road. So I just play my, my franchises and stuff. And it's like made me now, realize now, how, I, yeah.
0: Now, now does a young Carmelo Anthony have uh, does he play defense?
1: He is a defensive liability. He will always be,
0: <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have
1: to be cause he had the body structure, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I, <clears throat> I realized that too, that um, yeah, I take the losses by the way. It's funny because the computer, I will just go in and out of rhythms where, the computer will beat me every once in a while, and I'm old enough now that I don't reset it. Like that's when you realize, oh, okay, maybe I've matured a little bit. When you don't start losing to the computer and you reset it, you're just like, you know what? I can learn from this. That's I was playing like garbage, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just well, maturity. You got to take these losses. My life. My wife's like, "Are you taking a loss to the computer?" I go, "Well, no, we weren't, we weren't really moving the ball the way we should have, and our shot selection was crap." <laughs> so we we deserve to lose this <laughs> yeah my wife's like and are we doing a post-game presser right now with, in our kitchen what are we doing yeah
2: <laughs>
0: like the well, guys I, played I, better, you know? I, I think that this is a, a perfect time to uh transition into our current events segment of the oh, show okay good think? yes yeah. I started and, and, uh, Dude, i'm so, talking about
1: my franchises on my video games i think yeah <laughs> we can transition <laughs>
0: Yo and and uh these current events right here you guys are tuned in to I like some of you with Brett Riley and this is brought to you by uh our the I like some of you with Brett Riley podcast uh on Anchor FM and Spotify make sure you guys uh download the that app uh, so you can listen to the show whenever you want to listen to the show so yeah uh, starting off man we got we got some some sports news so it's a, it's a good transition now golfers in Florida are back on the tee box Several courses in the state uh, of Florida reopened uh, today, actually, uh, and people are flocking in droves to the fairways with their masks on. Now, parks in Palm Beach County have eased up uh, lockdown rules as the state shows improvement in corona- at, amid the coronavirus pandemic, and it didn't take long for residents to get their, uh, their hacks in. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. yep, <laughs> that, that, that totally makes sense. Go ahead. hack away at it and then
0: i mean i just
1: uh, like i'm here's my thing and i and i did post it and i really don't like i said this show is i like some of you now my wife is a nurse all of her co-workers um and that's got me paying attention to how many families Mm -hmm. How many first responders I mean we've how many i mean when does it actually take effect in people you know right. like first responders are losing their kids like a firefighter and his wife a firefighter and his nurse wife lost their five year old because somehow you know they'd brought this home you know what I mean yeah. I mean fifty thousand over fifty thousand people are dead and all anybody can think about doing is we gotta open these golf courses back up. Guys, we gotta get the stadiums ready for mid-July. Taylor Swift's coming. You know. Guys, how are we gonna get Kanye West to play the friggin'? I just don't, dude. I'm none of this is it, uh, we're gonna have football. Here's what is what here's what scares me, and I hate saying this stuff but I think we're going to get midway through the football season and what we didn't think was going to happen with the NBA and what we didn't think was happened. Worst case scenario with losing March madness is we're going to get all fired back up again, get everybody out and about stadiums. One of my buddies made a pretty good point the other night when we were chopping it up about this, he was like billionaires owners of NFL teams are not going to let the season not happen. All they're gonna, it, all that's gonna happen is it, it, this. Now, what they're doing by opening stuff back up, you're basically killing yourself by your own free will. Mm. They aren't doing us. They, by the way, all these people that are leading these liberation movements, they aren't doing anything to help you. They aren't doing anything to help the small people. None. It's a full-on onslaught attack on the poor people in this country. Like, if they open it up, if your state opens it back up, it's not to do you a favor. Now that they've opened it back up, if you don't go to work, now it's on you. And then the unemployment won't pay out. And then you you know what I mean? And then businesses can't keep running on their insurance, you know, the shut the whatever, the shutdown insurance and stuff that <clears throat> some people, right. have, you know what I mean? If they open it up, that means now it's on you. It's your choice to open up. So it's less. There's less safety nets. They're breaking all of the social safety nets. That's all this whole thing has been the whole time, this administration from day one. There's just people cheering them on as they take away people's safety nets. Like they're literally sitting there cutting the safety net. It's like it's like if a circus tent was full of people and you're to escape the surface, the circus, you have to perform the trapeze and they're sitting down there cutting the safety nets and the whole stands of all of your fellow peers and people that have to do the same thing as you survive. The trapeze are cheering while they're cutting the safety net. It's just insane. I mean, by the way, that's a dream I had the other night. I have really, really, Oh dude, I hate my dreams. Ah, I had a, I had an insane dream that I had to, Somebody that I don't like, I had to give it a uh, career achievement award to the other night. And I was like, how did that even happen? It wasn't somebody that I like loathe. It wasn't like a, oh, I hate that sort of bitch. It was just somebody that's just a, hey eh, this fuck, you know, ah, oh, this, this mother, you know, that one of those people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did they get, how do they get this big of a role in my dream? You know? <laughs> then i am giving them a frigging career achievement award. Like why was Whose brain does that to them? Mine does. One night I was having a dream where I was giving a baby dolphin a bath in my sink. And all I kept thinking to myself is why the hell would a dolphin need a bath? What am I doing? And every time I looked down at the dolphin, it would just be like,
0: <laughs> and I was like, I need to wake. I, I was like, I have to wake up. I, I couldn't no get myself to wake up. I, I have no idea how we went from Florida golfers on the golf course, course to you giving a bath to a baby dolphin in, in your house. I have no idea. Well,
1: because none of it makes sense. I feel like we're <laughs> in a dream world. That's why. doesn't make any sense. White well, people uh, really want to golf? <laughs> well, let's open the state up.
0: They also want pro. Oh, okay. okay. Let, let's move on to uh, to a good story, a feel good story. How about that? Is that all right? Well, as, as you guys know, man, this is a a show. You guys could go ahead and and tune in to uh, Dash Radio. Make sure that you guys download the Dash app uh, with close to ninety stations of varying genres. Dash has you covered, including a coronavirus uh, station dedicated to giving you folks the updates on the latest and greatest. Uh, updates and information on the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, we got our host Brett Riley back. Uh, I'm ready for the second story. You ready for this?
1: Yes, I need the next story because right. pollen counts so high.
0: <laughs> the biggest all-in challenge auction. My auction items. Did you hear about this uh, all-in challenge auction? Yeah, like people okay.
1: get to yeah play golf with Tiger Woods.
0: And... Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Some of these. Some of these. Uh, Uh, Auction prizes are are amazing, but the biggest auction item so far has been claimed, and Tom Brady got an $800,000 date with one lucky fan. Uh, A handful of auctions closed uh, Tuesday night, including the biggest experience with superstars like TV12, Magic Johnson, Peyton Manning, and Meek Mill. All, raked, all four raked in just under $1.9 million. Now, uh, Payton's golf dinner deal ended up closing a whopping $525,000 bid with some lucky son of a gun walking away with it. Meek Mill's 2018 Rolls Royce Phantom ended up pulling 320000 itself. Magic Johnson's game of horse and Lakers experience went for $220. Now, all that dough is going towards a great cause feeding 100 hungry families during the pandemic. The All-In Challenge has now pulled in more than $24 million, and its founder, 76ers' partner, right Michael Rubin, has already distributed 10 mil to the food charities. Your take on that, Mr. Riley?
1: That's awesome. I'm glad that there's good work being done during a difficult time. And, uh, yeah, man, like the entertainers, people are stepping up, man. The yeah. first people that were stepping up when this all hit – Zion Williamson said he was going to cover everybody that works in the arena. You know what I mean, right? But and and people can complain all they want. You actors and entertainers, you just stay in your lane. And (laughs) they're showing up. You know what I mean? They're showing up. They're doing their thing. Uh, So and luckily they're leading the way because (laughs) Uh, when. We could just tax people the way that they're supposed to be taxed instead of leaving it up to them when they want to give money. That's what's killing me is watching the Bezos. Like the Bezos makes so much money. Nobody needs that much money. No individual. That's cool. But yeah. Amazon's killing everything. What do you think about them killing the post office because they don't want the vote? In, the Their new thing is they're literally attacking the write-in vote and saying that that's corrupted. Uh, well, our soldiers have been doing it the whole time, and that seems to nobody's questioned you know what I mean? Nobody's right. questioning our military, voter fraud and all that stuff this voter suppression, the flipping around, you know and the and the mess with the electoral college. like we can't let this stuff we can't we can't let people keep twisting our. Our democracy. We got to get a handle on this. You yeah. know what I mean? We got to
0: get a handle on all this stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Um, now we were talking about, uh, you know, with this whole pandemic. Obviously, the entire world is is affected. And we we were talking earlier about how people are being very creative. Uh, now, this next story uh, is about uh, how the Fresh Prince of Bel Air actually cast a re- uh, reunited on a season finale of Will Smith's Snapchat show will from home. So it's like, you know, he's, he's obviously um, promoting stay at home and be safe. And so shout out to Will Smith, but the reunion yeah. took place uh, in the first installment of the show's two part season finale uh, Wednesday with the second part premiering Thursday cast members, Alfonso Rivera, uh, DJ Jazzy, Jeff Tatiana, Ali, Karen Parson, who is a uh, mm-hmm. Hillary banks, Daphne Reed and Vivian mm-hmm. and Joseph Marcel, Jeffrey, joined for the re- reunion and the sitcom ramp from NBC from 1990 to 1996. It's dope to see all these folks together, man. Are there, what yeah. do you think about this one? And then two, is there another TV show that you, Brett Riley, would like to see uh, reunite, say, virtually?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm all for it. We're going to see a lot of them. We're going to see a lot of these coming up. Um, But that's kind of how it works, man. I really like that. Um. My kids liked the Disney sing-along the other night, that all the celebrities doing the Disney sing-along. They, my yeah. kids dug that. Uh, also, Lady Gaga and a bunch of artists. Yeah, all, uh, just the way these people are coming together to to raise money and to raise awareness and also people just stepping up to entertain people while we're stuck inside. I mean,
0: that's cool. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, all, I'm I mean, all about I, it. And, and not, not to cut you off, but hey, you know what? Kudos to you, bro, because, uh, you know, you did a thing over at, was it the uh, was it the La- Laugh, Factory. Laugh Factory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh Factory is doing in the live streaming
1: yeah. comedy. They're getting creative about it, too. Yeah.
0: You know, so so I, it's, it's, like it's going to be a
1: different world coming yeah. out of this. Like how many of these, a lot of comedy clubs are, are family businesses. You know they are small businesses you know, i didn't I
0: didn't realize that man I didn't realize yeah. that that's why a lot of people no, so
1: it's gonna be a different world coming out of this um coming out of this pandemic. How many of these businesses can stay afloat um, how many, so shout out to uh <clears throat> entertainment venues um but the good i mean another thing is is there. You can show your value now. I mean, (laughs) trust me, a lot of live performers like myself and comics like myself, that's that specialty is that live performing in a club and rocking a club. We're starting to start to I mean, I'll admit it myself and a couple of my peers are starting to kind of. Have to eat our words about these uh, these YouTube stars, these Instagram stars, these volume really? stars.
0: A R- little bit, man, because they're
1: the, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm starting to have a little bit of respect for these younger cats. That you know, in the past, I've seen it as a shortcut. You know, like the YouTube personalities and stuff. But well, but also it's <clears throat> such a different pocket of the world to be in. Being you know a farm boy from Kansas like myself that live the small town life, but also Hollywood is like very much like a, a high school. Like everybody knows everybody. It's a very small little world. So yeah, like we've gotten defensive in the past years, like with YouTube stars becoming a big thing and you're seeing kids that have like millions of followers. I'm like, I know he's got millions of followers, but how many minutes are we going to let them die up there on stage? This is a live performance. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean,
1: right? You know what I mean. But now, right. with the, I feel like the tables have turned. Now we're all now with everybody inside. If we're going to serve, like this is it. This is my baby. This is all I have right now. Please listen to I like some of you. That's my yeah. That's my jam. This is all we got right now for me. But I'm starting to realize that that's a skill to be able to churn out the content that people do. I've got more of an appreciation for it. I'll admit it. i'm I'm a little hokey though, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't like filming myself. you know what I mean? I can't do it. I can't like hold the camera out and be like, "What up? Fans. <laughs> I'm Brett. This is me'm I'm, I'm having dinner at a place that's expensive.
0: But, but, bro, that's that's a necessary evil when when it when you're a celebrity. Let's just face it, man. That, yeah, I mean, but I've never been. Yeah,
1: that that's maybe. So maybe I'm just whatever, dude. I just want to be a Monday morning quarterback. That's what I want to be. <laughs> well, look, be look, we, got,
0: we 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 got a, we got a few more more minutes, but we do have a dear okay. Brett letter, and uh, you know the dear, dear Brett letter is brought to you by your Instagram. Give give everybody your Instagram
1: yeah instagram is mr brett riley m r b r e t t r i l e y i'm definitely easy to find um send me messages it's not weird reach out slide slide into my dms uh <laughs> <laughs> i just want to talk like this you got to slide slide into my dms
0: suffer <laughs> suffer suck it,
1: ah, Suffer sucker dads <laughs> slide into my dms <laughs> Oh, what's that, ladies? Uh, Somebody's feeling a little sexy today? Okay. (laughs) sliding in my DMs.
0: You want want to give the premise of this, man?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not an expert. That's the whole thing with the the Dear Brett letter. I'm not an expert on anything, but I've been a comic for over 15 years. I've been with the same woman for 15 years, and I have two children. So I've been a stay-at-home dad for seven years because i got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and a girl and a boy. So – I don't know. I got a wide spectrum of stuff that I can just go off of, of experience. But again, not an expert. I do I'm like hoping, some of you.
0: I'm, I'm hoping that that this helps at least one of our listeners, man. I, at least one, you know. It'd be to- totally worth it. But here, here's a letter nonetheless. It says, uh, dear Brett, okay. uh, I've recently been divorced from a marriage of 10 years. My ex-husband is a fine man and we broke up in good terms just realizing that we were better as friends. Uh, before the stay-at-home mandate was in effect, I had a cousin that kept asking why things didn't work out between us. She kept saying that he's a handsome guy and that I should have tried to work things out. Last week, my ex told me that my cousin brought him a dinner. Am I wrong to be jealous? Perhaps a little upset of their, quote, friendly encounter? Sincerely, ex with my bestie. <laughs> wow. Wait, ex with
1: my best. Wait, so that so they still are friends? Or
0: is she saying her yeah, ex is no, her bestie? Uh, she, she says that uh, my ex husband is a fine man. We broke up on good terms, and just realizing we were better as friends. And then she signed it. Uh, ex with my bestie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just assuming it's a she. It could be a he. Whatever. Sincerely. Oh ex- yeah, no. With my bestie. Yeah. So there's are still
1: uh... Yeah, I mean, I always tell
0: it, 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 it Especially like, if it, looks she like, said it's her cousin, right? Yeah, it looks like the cousin, maybe maybe make it, she's mm. implying that is making a play towards the ex.
1: Yeah, and also you're allowed to be like, that's weird. There's so much, we have so much space. There's so many people in the world. Mm-hmm. But again, I explained this on the last, the last Dear Brett letter was a dude asking if it's weird that his buddy that he hadn't seen in five years asked him to be the best man at his wedding. And then he finds out that when he shows up at the wedding, when he gets introduced to the bride to be that that's an ex-girlfriend. And Q was shocked that I said, (laughs) I'm a small town dude. This isn't that irregular for small town people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, okay. Just like if you get a divorce in a small town is your cousin gonna make a play for your ex? And the answer in small town world, yeah. Now you're mm-hmm. in LA or big city, so many options. Yeah. I'd be yeah, I just think it's a different landscape. You know? Like if one yeah, I don't know. I but I also I can't I've also purposely made sure that I got this stuff, my single life type stuff and the dating stuff out of the way before i came to la cuz i don't envy anybody that tries to get tries to live the single life in the big city so i made sure Ugh. you know what i mean
0: yeah some I of us got didn't lucky. have a choice yeah i know sure man
1: i couldn't I, so i can't speak on uh the big city stuff yeah you're always by the way jealousy when people that's the thing this show is called i like some of you so let yourself off the hook. Yes, every once in a while you're gonna be jealous. Every once in a while you're gonna be judgmental with like all this stuff. Let yourself off the hook. Yeah, you're gonna be jealous. You don't like it that your you, you don't like it that your cousins making a pass as your ex. That's fine. Now if it's small town America, realize hmm, okay parameters are a little different. If you're in a big city though, kind of look at your cousin like and people. I mean, depending on how close you are, but like <clears throat> if it's L.A. and my cousin's making a play on on my ex i'm like Mm-mm, no 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 this is a big city go find somebody else don't mess. you know you don't there's no reason to mess with my ex now if we're in kansas or iowa like where my wife and i grew up you know my wife's small town iowa i'm small town kansas you gotta lift the restrictions on people you know what i mean
0: you you're given a, a pass in a small town then
1: you kind of have to you mm-hmm. know like i've said some really judgmental stuff when i was younger you grow it's about maturity like the, the landscape is different everywhere we got to stop it with this whole we're all in the same boat no we're not that's another thing with this pandemic no we're not we're not all in the same boat some people don't have food security some people don't have housing security some people don't have a like a loving warm peaceful place to lay their head down you know what I mean uh we're not all in the same boat. So, think of that too with your maturity and with the the, the like, because I said some ignorant stuff when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'll tell you one thing like, blah, 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 I don't care. I would never ever raise somebody else's kids. Right. What? That's Let's, what you looking said. back on that. Yeah. Looking back on that. And then I used to say stuff like that. And looking back on that now, I'm like, that is so ignorant. Well,
0: I mean, so ignorant. You got mature you know that's what yeah, if you're over
1: the age of 30 and you happen to be back in the dating world or if you're a person that has three kids and you and you're leaving and and it's the best thing for your situation and your reality to be a single person in their 50s or 60s or whatever that's what i'm saying that's what this show is about let yourself off the hook also allow yourself to grow up Allow yourself to look at stuff you used to believe and be like, mm, okay, I was wrong there. Cause I was definitely wrong about that. Oh, well, I'll
2: tell you what, I would never date somebody with kids. I'm like, that's pretty,
1: whatever the connection is. You know what I mean? Like I said, think of the parameters small town, small town's different from big city. True. No better, no worse. You know what I mean? Like, what's funny is, is that people pull in both ways. Like, oh you think you're better than us because you're elite like you think that you're more wholesome and more worthy because you're from a small from a small place you know what i mean like it's both people trying to pretend like they're elite you know like so no like just realize we're people and whatever parameters we're stuck in is the parameters we're stuck in so make the best out of it and grow up that's all we can do I like some of you with Brett Riley on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X. I want you guys to keep listening. Thanks for listening, and uh, look hit us up. Check out the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. What up, Q? I, 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 like,
2: I like some of you. you with Brett Riley, where honesty is the best policy.